The following is brought to you in association with and as a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. I am the genius Lanny Poffo. That means an awful lot. Not only can I prove I am, but you can't prove I'm not. I speak 11 languages. Escuchen, por favor. Santana comes from Mexico. You hablo más mejor. The French I speak is magnifique. They told me in Paris. My Italian's molto bene. I learned when I was three. I speak Latin, Greek, and Russian, Hebrew, and Portuguese. I speak Swedish and Norwegian, and I'm learning Japanese. Aside from my intelligence, I'm cunning as a rat, and I shall put these attributes to use upon the mat. I remind the competition and every wrestling fan, behold, the genius Lanny Papo, the world's smartest man. Ladies and gentlemen, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast proudly presents to you a tribute to Leaping Lanny Poffo, the Poet Laureate of the World Wrestling Federation. I'm Matt. I'm Tony. I'm Kevin. And we are here paying tribute to perhaps some may consider the better Poffo brother. I mean, if you had a job where you sat out for five years and made money, wouldn't you be considered the smart one i guess so that's why he was the genius we uh well we, tell everybody how this all came to be we can't i kind of stole the gimmick from colt cabana oh boy we stole something really? else from well colt? we didn't steal it but he did something where he had his mother read one of his uh poems that he read on tv uh i believe it was about hulk hogan probably like 60 episodes into his podcast and then uh Back when I got into the wrestling again, and I started really trying to up my current wrestling product knowledge, I went to Dave Megapowers of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, and he gave me a bunch of wrestling stuff, and inside was this gem. <laughs> wrestling with Rhyme. Leaping Lanny's Wrestling with Rhyme. That's a great book. That's a, a book. That's a bestseller. Chalk full of tomes about wrestling... About WrestleMania three, circa that time. A, 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 yeah, about about like all the characters and all the wrestlers that were involved in the sport at that time. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like its own history. Yeah, and it was some. It was an idea that I kind of pitched, and and I kind of took the ball and ran with it. But it didn't really pick up until um, yesterday. Until <laughs> no, until <laughs> Rob putting it together. <laughs> until Rob Van Dam uh, decided he wanted in and he wanted to write his own poem, which is pretty crazy. And then it just was like, we got to get every every single person that comes in studio, guest that wants to read, anybody and everybody to read poems. Uh, and I do want to apologize ahead of time uh, to Gunner and Michael Bennett because they had read poems for us, but then we had the great system crash of uh, 2014. 2014. <laughs> so surprisingly, we only lost those two poems. Uh, but there's, I mean, we have TNA guys, ECW originals. But we don't uh, want to spoil anybody yet. Oh, well, no. We're not giving pe- names. No. Well, we already gave the, the coup de gras. <laughs> yeah, but now you got to listen through, through all the other people reading. Uh, well, you don't know. Maybe Rob Van Dam's the first one. Maybe oh. we open strong. You'll just have to listen to find out. 
But it's not about us playing games with the people. It's about us paying tribute to Leaping Lanny, the Shining Wizard's way. I think it's a much higher honor than the WWE Hall of Fame. I I would think so. Macho gets that. He gets the Wizard's uh, tribute show. I think it's cool that... All these guys uh, that are were involved with the shows, uh, the people we reached out to, were all about it. They were like, absolutely, definitely. Some people were like, I don't know, is poetry that much? And it's like, well, it's not like, it's, it's poetry about wrestling. Yeah, it's, it's like cool. you're a wrestler. You cut promos all the time. You're afraid to read a couple of bars from, from perhaps one of the famous, most famous wrestlers of the late 80s, early 90s, WWE. I mean, the genius has a win over Hulk Hogan when nobody beat Hulk Hogan. That is true. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Speaking of, do you want to get the ball rolling? Yes. Let's well, get the ball. I don't have the order in front of me. Well, I do. And okay. we're going to open up this program actually with a promo by Leapin' Lanny himself cut on the very man he defeated on Saturday night's main event. I give you the genius. There's only one man smart enough to put Hulk Hogan down. The genius has a devastating plan. You're looking at the future World Wrestling Federation who appeals to the modern thinking fans. When I emerge victorious with gold around my waist, I shall be the most splendiferous of all. Don't tell me Hulk is six foot eight and I'm just six foot two. Between the ears, I'm over 10 feet tall. He wants to wrap his 24 inch pythons around my neck and give his famous, what you gonna do? By the power of the genius and the world's smartest man, I'll rely on my incredible IQ. That's just a flavor of why Lanny Poffa was the genius. Speaking of geniuses, we have our uh, our first poetry reading uh, presented to us by Shakara's very own uh, Mr. Touchdown as he reminisces on Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. In this world of wrestling giants, one man puts them all to shame, and he's every bit as rugged as the Alps from where he came. The French-born Andre Roussimov, no stranger to our shore, but we call him Andre the Giant because he's every inch and more. And millions stand in line to see God's mightiest creation who's been called to the greatest athlete of any generation. But he's never had a title shot. And we know very well Hulk Hogan has a broken heart and Andre's mad as hell. What will be the Hulk's reply? We'll have to wait and see till then we're counting down the days till WrestleMania 3. A great reading by Mr. Touchdown. We change gears a little bit. We delve into the female side of the wrestling world. Um, Many of you may not be familiar with Alpha Female. She wrestles primarily in Japan, Germany. She was on TNA uh, a little while ago. Her English, not the best. So she picked a nice uh, short one as she tells a a poem about our great friend, Kamala. It's the main event on NBC. The wrestling world is watching as Kamala Bally's falls upon the scene. But if I emerge victorious, I could be next month's centerfold in National Geographic magazine. That was the beautiful alpha female reading a short, sweet poem about the great Kamala. We move forward onto our new friend, Jackson James. Many of you may not be familiar with Jackson, but he was recently on Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge. Yes. And he reads you a wonderful poem about Ivan Putsky. Ivan Putsky. When Ivan Putsky hits the ring, the fans get quite a thrill. He cuts opponents down to size and then goes in for the kill. With a maximum of muscle, 
and not a trace of fat. Just like the map in bold relief, he showed you where it's at. To be chosen as his partner has been my finest hour. It's not another Polish joke. I'm talking Polish power. We now ask you to enjoy the linguistic stylings of our friends over at Pro Wrestling Syndicate as they reminisce about their favorite genius of wrestling with up first, Chris Payne talks to you about Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart, there's a wimpy little manager with a megaphone in hand telling lies with great authority at speed to beat the band. From his television interviews, he thinks he's pretty smart. His big mouth is from the south, and he is known as Jimmy Hart. He laughs at such high frequencies that dogs for miles away would sooner be attending a big fireworks display. From the laces of his gym shoes to his pointy little nose, I'm looking for the day when he starts, when he starts reaping what he sows. He's a hypocritic manager who likes to shuck and jive. He sounds like an album being played at 45. The junkyard dog exposing Jimmy's panties on TV was the most deserving branding ever seen on NBC. The Manager of the Year award was confidence destroying. It's a shame they didn't have a prize for this year's most annoying. You will not find Jimmy Hart wherever peace of mind survives. He's scratching fingernails on the blackboards of our lives. I am Leaping Lanny. Here comes a fresh poem from our friend Dave Destruction. He tells you about the body shop. Jesse's Body Shop. I'm this week's guest on Body Shop, although I don't know why. All Jesse does is flex his arms, a weekly lullaby. But Muscles is his calling card. He's every inch of a man. He served us well in Vietnam, while many others ran. So let him flash his pythons and wear the feathered thing. The only time I'll put him down is when we're in the ring. Up next, a poem from the Bad Apple about one smart cookie. Here is Matt McIntosh on Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan. Here's my opinion of Bobby the Brain, a title that no one disputes. Though some may call him eccentric or vain, his blonde hair not quite like its roots. But he's never been stuck for an answer. He has held mean gene to a draw. His big mouth has the skill of a dancer, which at times leads Lord Alfred in awe. He just hates when fans call him Weasel. Now that doesn't make any sense. Poor little weasels all over the world are the ones that should take offense. Next up, you will hear a reading from the Bariqua Beast, Danny Moff, on possibly one of the most underrated managers of all time, Reverend Slick. Slick. Classy Freddy Blassie took a big load off his mind with Hercules and Volkov and the Sheik. But Slick has the qualities that Freddy's looking for. He has a pencil neck, and he's a geek. Up next, Bonesaw's ready to tell you about Harley Race. Hey, everybody. It's the Shining Wizards podcast. This is Mike Dennis, a.k.a. Bonesaw. It's an honor to be able to read this poem here today called The King. He's the self-proclaimed king of wrestling. It's handsome Harley Race. The pages of his career are written on his face. He moves just like a thoroughbred, but agonizingly slow. And every devastating move 
destroys his hapless foe. But it takes more than crowns and robes to fool a wrestling fan. Until this king proves otherwise, Hulk Hogan's still the man. Switching gears, here's a current poem by Lanny Poffo asking you to look out for your neighbors. I think this one's got a nice message to it. I hope you enjoy it. Be humble when victorious. Be noble in defeat. Be there when your neighbor hasn't got enough to eat. Try to love your enemies and always be aware that in the Super Bowl of life, the tortoise beats the hare. And now, a Lanny Poffo poem for our friend, the Blue Meanie, as he discussed both Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura. Hello, everyone. This is former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie, uh, calling to read a poem by the one and only Leaping Lanny Poffo, who uh, I know only admired you know, as a fan growing up, but I was also able to uh, have the honor of starring in a movie called Curse of the Wolf, with uh, Lanny as well. So, uh, without further ado, I am uh, reading a fine piece of poetry, uh, some uh, literary delight written by Lanny Poffo. This one is called Monsoon and Ventura. Let me put my uh, Nini reading glasses on here. <coughs> Jesse, the body Ventura and his partner, Orilla Monsoon, have about as much in common as December has with June. And the World Wrestling Federation has them on the air. And television's never seen a more unlikely pair. You will never see the body with the same sunglasses twice. His priority of fashions to be sure his arms look nice. While Monsoon looks more traditional in his formal evening wear, his display and insight of the ring that's quite beyond compare. Jesse plays the devil's advocate in trashy, flashy threads. While Monsoon's vocabulary is over everybody's heads. The intellectual gorilla doesn't have to feel alone because Jesse has quite a perverted genius of his own. Their philosophies of wrestling wars are really poles apart. Their eternal disagreement when they're speaking from the heart. Like when Madison and Felix Unger Try to share a room. This odd couple of the microphone make Nielsen's ratings zoom. And this, my friends, has been a poetry reading of Leaping Lanny Papo by <laughs> We here at the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast had an opportunity to speak with uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, about Lanny Poffo and the Poffo family. Uh, and if you don't know your wrestling history, the Poffos and the Jarrett's, uh, they go way back, way back to the, the 70s uh, when the Poffos ran the IWC in Kentucky and the Jarrett's, uh, they ran uh, Memphis 
So here's a little look into uh, Jeff Jarrett's first impression of not just Lanny, but Randy and uh, Angelo Poffo, the Poffo family. Well, it, it, the, I call it the Jarrett and the Poffo family uh, go way, way, way back. Um, you know, at the time, uh, Eastern Kentucky, uh, Randy's baseball career didn't go the way that he wanted to. His dad was in the business and a very, very hard worker. And so the three of them uh, got in the business and they, they started up. Um, and when I tell you the IWC was a mirror of Randy Savage's personality, uh, I, I, I can tell you that very, very, very intense. Um, uh, there was a call them promotional wars and there, there were times that, uh, you know, the, 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 to say the family relationship was strange, was very, very strange would, would be an understatement. They were mortal enemies, I guess you could say at that time. And then, um, Literally, uh, and Jerry Lawler tells this story probably, or, or my dad would tell the story much better than me because I was, I was young. I was in high school or, or junior high. Uh, Randy basically, uh, put the olive branch out and said, let's figure a way to work together. And they did. And, and what record setting business was done between Savage, uh, and Jerry Lawler and Lexington, Kentucky was sort of the mecca of that, but it went to Nashville and Louisville and Evansville and all that. And then, as I was around the dressing rooms a little bit more, I can remember specifically talking to my grandmother about how, you know, a father and two sons, and they all three had very different but distinct personalities. And, 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 and uh, to say Lanny's an intellect would also be an understatement. He's just, he's, 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 he's so different than Randy, but, but boy, the, the, it goes without saying, and, and this has been talked about over the years, the family bond that the three of those guys had, and Randy's mother, but just those three out on the road, and, and Randy, uh, high strung, very intense, macho man, and then Landy, uh, Landy the genius, and, and, the, and the poet, and, and a little bit more soft spoken, and then, uh, Randy's father, uh, the miser, and, and, and that, that was a, uh, that really wasn't a gimmick. That was a shoot. And, and then just the incredible, how, oh, what do you say? Um, not, not really stamina, but, but, but focus and drive and discipline. That's really the word, you know, uh, it's, it, it's the real deal. At one time uh, he held the record and the father did for the most consecutive sit-ups. Um, and, and that, that's, uh, you know, no matter how you slice and dice that, uh, that that's an impressive feat when when you've done more consecutive sit-ups than any man in the world, uh, and so that is the one thing that that I believe Angelo uh, really passed down to both both kids. In this sound clip, you'll hear Jeff Jarrett explain his first impression of Lanny Poffo and what he thought about people comparing Randy and Lanny. You know what? Back in those days, um, it, it was like. It was sort of assumption. Randy was in the main events, and, and, and Lanny was, but but Lanny's unique wrestling ability, um, he had it. He, he absolutely had it. So so there was there was it wasn't like oh there's the good wrestler and there's the bad wrestlers of brothers. It was there's the macho man and there's Lanny, and he had multiple gimmicks through the years. Um, but but uh, all, all three of them were, were very talented guys. In this sound clip, you'll hear Jeff Jarrett speak about Lanny Poffo's most famous match, his Saturday night main event match against Hulk Hogan when he was the genius, and how much the success of that match uh, attributed to Lanny and his working skills. Well, and that's complete. I, I remember the match. It's completely accurate, and that's something that 
you know, this generation of wrestling fan isn't quite uh, accustomed to. But back in those days, you know, you, you wrestled six or seven nights a week in, in sometimes the same town, um, you know, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. So you had to know your craft, know your skill, know your know what to do. And Lanny, you know, Lanny w- was very good at that. And so it wasn't a real surprise to people within the business that, that, that Hogan and Lanny could have that kind of match. But uh, with all due respect, and, and, and in those days, Hogan was over like crazy. And uh, he knew his limits. He knew what he could do and what he couldn't do. And they you know, stick, probably stuck to the game plan. And that's sort of what professional wrestling is all about. Uh, two guys in the ring and, and, and sticking to what you know to do and can't do and, and, and playing to your strengths and, and, and staying away from your weaknesses and telling the right story. And that, that's uh, most of the time wrestling magic. In this clip from Jeff Jarrett, uh, we ask if he has ever had an opportunity to lock up with Lanny Poffo. I don't believe I've ever locked up uh, in a match with Lanny uh, because he was gone from my father's territory, and then he was gone um, pretty much by the time I got to the WWF because then Randy, uh, he he was there for a while, but then he went to WCW. So, no, our wrestling uh, careers never passed, but but obviously, like I said, our families go back four years. In this sound clip, Jeff Jarrett explains if he would have ever liked to work with Lanny Poffo. You know, just to look back on it, at this stage of my career, say, yes, me and Lanny wrestled, because I wrestled Brandy multiple times. In this sound clip, you'll hear Jeff Jarrett explain how unique it is that him and Lanny never crossed paths in the ring. It is. It definitely is. I'm probably one of the only guys, and he's probably one of the only guys that, that, you know, as much wrestling as we did in, in the 80s and, and, and 90s that we didn't cross paths. In this sound clip, you'll hear Jeff Jarrett uh, describe each member of the Poffo family, Lanny, Randy, and Angelo Poffo, uh, with a, a one-word description. Angelo, without a doubt, is disciplined with a capital D. Um, uh, Randy is a no-brainer. It's intensity, all caps. Uh, and Lanny... Um, very unique individual in and out of the ring, sweetheart out of a guy, out of the ring, intellect inside the ring. Being a fan of Bruno San Martino myself, I was very proud to have the one and only Bill Apter read a poem about Bruno San Martino as Bruno San Martino. Does that even work? Hey everyone, this is Bill Apter from OneWrestling.com and this great Lanny Puffo poem called a living legend and we all know who the living legend is because he is the only living legend and it's not larry zabisco so i figured what would it sound like for the real living legend bruno san martino to have read this lanny poffo poem i think it would sound something like this you know once upon the wrestling ring but not so long ago mr bruno san martino was the only name to know he stood up to Buddy Rogers, and the nature boy went down. Less than 60 seconds later, San Martino, that's me, wore the crown. He is the real Italian stallion. That's a fact you can't ignore. His career had more successes than Rocky One, Rocky Two, Rocky Three, and Rocky Four. The living legend lives again for every single fan. He's on the microphone each week right next to Vince McMahon. Doggone it, that's what I would have sounded like.
Bill After, always, always a comedian and a great Bruno impersonation. Uh, next, we had the pleasure of having uh, the Juicy Product, JT Dunn and David Starr, uh, in studio. Uh, and they leapt at the opportunity to read from the Leaping Lanny Poffo book. So you didn't they, have to explain it. I saw what you did. They will give you the handshake heard round the world. This is the Juicy Product, reading from Leaping Lanny's Wrestling with Rhyme. We're going to read today's passage on the handshake heard round the world. This is a good one. It was the main event on NBC from Hershey, Pennsylvania, where the world watched the birth of Macho Hulkamania. When lovely Miss Elizabeth was driven to the wrestling mat, and Honky Tonk took his guitar and used it as a baseball bat. The circumstances leading to the merging of these mega powers made for such anxiety that all the moments seemed like hours. But the macho Hulkster handshake got a thunderous ovation, for in it held the future of the World Wrestling Federation. This has been the juicy product from Leaping Lanning's Wrestling with Rhyme. From one slimy serpent to another, here's my dear friend Drew Gulak reading about Jake the Snake Roberts. Sorry, Drew, I love you. Jake the Snake by Lanny Poffo. Since Jake the Snake came on the scene with Damien, his little friend, the terror of his DDT, too horrible to comprehend. His laughing eyes are hideous as he assaults his helpless foe. If evil is his destiny, He's gone as far as he can go. When he uncoils his giant snake, it's worse than any words can tell, more vile than the putrid smell that decorates the gates of hell. We turn to Ricky's steamboat, for if this man has what it takes, perhaps the dragon will return to rid the wrestling world of snakes. Next up, you will hear a poem read by Drake Younger, who now works for WWE. Uh, he's an NXT referee. Uh, and he was super, super pumped to read uh, the Hulkamania poem. And it was rightfully so that he got to read it since he was at WrestleMania 8 uh, when the Hulkster took on Sid Justice. All right, guys. This is Drake Younger. And uh, I am going to try to channel my inner Lanny Poffo, the genius voice, in reading this poem. As you know, I am a diehard Hulkamaniac. I said my prayers. I ate my vitamins growing up as a youngster, so this one is dedicated to Hulkamania. <clears throat> when the Hulkster hits the ring, that's when it hits the fan. A nuclear explosion from a modern Superman. There never is an empty seat. They line up in the rain. Not even Haley's Comet could make the fans refrain. In the magic of the moment, when the action gets intense, Kids from 6 to 86 are raptured with suspense. There has never been a hero of such magnitude before. He's been the champ for three years now. Here's to many more. Next up, you will hear a poem written and read by Lanny Poffo about Canadian athlete and cancer research activist Terry Fox, uh, the name may sound familiar. He did run a Marathon of Hope, uh, a cross-country run to raise money for cancer. And uh, here's a beautiful poem by Lanny. Behold the pride of Canada, immortalized in bronze, depicting Terry Fox's journey westward from St. John's. 
submerging his prosthetic leg ashore in Newfoundland. He tried to span two oceans just to help us understand. He lost his leg to cancer. He ran to find a cure. But just outside of Thunder Bay was all he could endure. Terry Fox kept running till his body couldn't cope. Cancer took his life, but not his marathon of hope. From a poem about a wonderful one-legged athlete to a poem read by a one-legged athlete. The one and only Zach Gowan pontificates on Mean Gene Okerlund. It's Mr. Mean Gene Okerlund, the master of the microphone. The man whose voice has launched a million fans with pear-shaped tones and resonance and lightning-quick rebuttals. He can hold the wrestling world in his hands. Although he uses fancy words with William Buckley tendencies, he's always good for some atrocious pun. Next time he expostulates. <laughs> Just get your dictionary and proceed to have a plethora of fun. From one handicapped hero to another, Zach's frequent tag team partner, the only professional wrestler with cerebral palsy, Greg Iron, reading a poem about the killer bees. Hey, Lanny, this is the handicapped hero, Gregory Iron. Uh, I'm really excited to hear that your brother, Macho Man Randy Savage, is getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. He's one of my all-time favorites, and you yourself are one of my all-time favorites. Actually, I truly believe that your match with Hulk Hogan on Saturday night's main event back in 1990 was one of Hulk Hogan's best matches, legit. Uh, so right now it's an honor and a privilege to be able to read one of your poems about the Killer Bees. I've heard about the Killer Bees, but I did not believe until I saw Brunzel and Blair and what was up their sleeve. They have a sense of humor, and they wear it in the ring. Be careful not to laugh too hard. They have a deadly sting because both boys begin BB, Brenzel B, Brian Blair. Ballistically, behaviors bold, big bullies, best beware. Next up, a poem read by an ECW original. The King of Old School reads about the King of Rock and Roll, the Honky Tonk Man. Did you say Steve Carino? I thought I did. No. Steve Carino reads about the honky tonk. I didn't. Man. I thought I said the king of old school. You Steve Carino. Say, I don't think you said. I don't think you did. Sure. You want to go back and record it again? No, it's fine. We need a little banter in this show. Steve Carino reads about the honky tonk man. He's no Elvis. Every single vote is in, and the honky tonk is out. And Jimmy Hart is smiling with elation. He wants to be like Elvis, but Elvis lives forever. And honky tonks, a sorry imitation. Next up, a reading by Tessa Blanchard. We couldn't do the Lanny Poffo book without mentioning the lovely Miss Elizabeth. So Tessa Blanchard gives you Macho Man's Manager. Oh, yeah. A boo. The number one free agent in the wrestling world today has every single manager in total disarray. With Keenan, Fuji, Jimmy Hart, and Freddie Blassie, too, even Scallon and Albano are deciding what to do. But Randy Savage is the man who must decide alone. To get some rest, the Macho Man must disconnect his phone. With ease inflamed by who knows what, he grabs the mic to say, I've come to my decision, clear the aisle, and stay away. 
And now the door is open and we break our necks to see Elizabeth walk from door to wrestling history. Her face is like a movie star's, her figure's nothing less, and Adonis trips with jealousy at every pretty dress. She brings charisma to the ring and keeps his ego fed and validates his prophecy that Hulkamania is dead. Joining us here at the Pafo party next is the man, the one and only, my dear close personal friend, the Prince of Queens, Brian Myers, reading about my favorite tag team of all time, the Hart Foundation. This is the Prince of Queens, Brian Myers, and I present to you the Hart Collection 3. The Jimmy Hart Foundation has an awful lot to prove. The hitman, the anvil, they have a plan. They watch the British Bulldogs and they chart their every move to take away the titles if they can. Their muscles are intimidating from the very start. Determination courses through their veins. They dream of being champions and have a lot of heart. But the three of them together have no brains. Next up... We are joined by the extreme athlete. He fights bears while he jumps out of airplanes. He is PJ Black, formerly known as Justin Gabriel, and he reads about Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Hey, this is PJ Black, formerly known as Justin Gabriel, and this poem is called Mr. Wonderful. I just saw Mr. Wonderful, and he's looking great. He's handsome, tan, and muscular but he still can't get a date. With Bobby Heenan at his side, he really thinks he's hot, but getting past the Hulkster takes a lot more than he's got. Coming up next, reading eloquent poetry from Lanny Poffo, is a man who has the two greatest initials in the world, KG, Mr. Kevin Gill, delighting us all with a poem about George the Animal Steel. George Steele whose appetite for turnbuckles is making all that mess. The man who asked to sweep the ring will give you just one guess. They call George Steele the animal, but take a closer look. The cover doesn't indicate the beauty in this book. His passion for Elizabeth in vain to say the least, but the beauty has compassion for this broken-hearted beast. The reaction of the macho man has really been uncouth. We need Dr. Joyce Brothers and Dear Abby, maybe Dr. Ruth. KG sending love to the Shining Wizards and Leaping Lanny Poffo. Whoop, whoop. Next up, a poem about the Dream Team. Read by a member of the Dream Family from the Carter family, Ethan Carter III, doing it the only way he knows how to, properly. Dream Team by Lenny Poffo, as read by EC3. Luscious Johnny Valiant talks on both sides of his face. The way they stole the title belts was really a disgrace. Now Brutus Beefcake team with Greg the Hammer Valentine cavort around as champions while others wait in line. They've been wrestling under pressure since becoming number one. They've only lost their cool when Beefcake's stockings had a fun. By his own cigar will Luscious Johnny someday be impaled, while Beefcake gets devoured and hammers getting nailed. Then some other team will get to wear the belts around their waist. I just hope that their successors will exhibit better taste. 
It was a royal time when the macho man became the macho king, and who better to be there to conduct the coronation than the genius Lanny Poffo, who actually gave a wonderful speech that you're going to hear right now. What a splendid moment. I I hope you're enjoying it, Jeff. Chills up and down your spine. Ladies and gentlemen, the genius. Behold this humble entourage. Their heads are bowed in reverence at the very slightest whisper of one name, exalting in his splendor, which is altogether fitting of the people and the land from whence he came. False monarchies are commonplace as kingdoms rise and fall, but I, the genius full of glory and renown, Say the macho man is everything that everybody everywhere would ever, ever want to wear a crown. I say this king deserves a queen beside him on the throne. And Sherry is the fairest in the land. Nobody else is worthy of this monumental honor and the regal splendor of his royal hand. We witnessed the dethroning of one Jim the Hacksaw Duggan, whose crown and robe are in a state of ravage. I now remove my mortar board and place it near my heart, and thus proclaim you Macho King Randy Savage. The Macho King, King Randy Macho. Savage. Wow. And Queen Sherry. Look at this. Look at that robe. The last poem you're going to hear is really what got this ball rolling. It's an original. Uh, it is an original. Rob Van Dam, uh, he did our show, and we kind of stayed in contact. And uh, I asked him if he would like to read a poem. Uh, and he took it one step further, and he said he'd like to write his own poem. Uh, so on a random Tuesday night, uh, probably like two years ago, he called me on Skype, and he read this awesome poem and it just he does it in Lanny Poffo voice so you can't tell that it's Rob Van Dam. And it's but really not Lanny Poffo by the way. His his impression is uncanny. It's not. Every time we see Rob Van Dam. Yeah he, he goes, asks us about he it. He goes I thought that poem was going to pick up a lot more press and hopefully <laughs> no, he's serious. Well because we didn't do anything with it well, yet. Well we've, uh, we threw it in the, uh, the beginning of like a Steve Carino episode right? Um, but I mean this is the coup de grace. We have all these great people that took the time out of their schedule uh, to record these poems and I mean Rob Van Dam just takes it to a whole nother level. Uh, so without further ado the whole effing show reading the whole effing poem that he just wrote about Lanny Poffo. With high drop kicks and flying scissors, he entertained us fans. With hope and heart, we hollered and cheered for the ref to raise his hand. Giving us his all, we stayed enthralled, thinking each would be his night. When lose or draw, I mostly recall the moves he brought to the fight. Taking outside the box with an arsenal that rocks, he used a fresh approach to the game. For inspiring dreams, things are owed, it seems. Leaping Lanny was his name. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Leaping Lanny Poffin. 
This is Lanny the Genius Taco. I want to thank all of you fantastic superstars for honoring me in this way with my own gimmick. Really appreciate it. Taco Shun, Mercy, Gracias, thank you. I can get my face left in any country. The genius full of glory and renown. And the macho man going in the Hall of Fame. Ooh, yeah. There you have it, folks. The one and only Lanny Poffo, Wrestling with Rhymes, read by a variety of wrestling superstars, friends, and fans of Lanny Poffo. We'd like to thank everyone that took part in this special presentation. And we'd also like to send a special thank you to Lanny himself for providing us with years upon years of memories and entertainment. And if you're interested in reading Wrestling With Rhyme, it is available on Amazon.com. Yes, it is. Also on the Kindle. And check out his other book, too. The other one, Limericks. Limericks Limericks is from the heart and guts. And spleen. Something like that. But you can find Lanny's books, like we said, at Amazon.com. I don't know why we keep talking like we're like, and now it's time I feel for like, like the music is theater. The music is very epic. I like it. I dig it. It's very regal. Go out of your way. Find Lanny Poffo. Uh, find everyone that was involved in this. Uh, and if you enjoyed it, let them know. Let us know that you enjoyed this. This is something that took us two years to put together. Two long years. We never thought it was going to happen, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're, not, <laughs> and, you're not kidding. Uh, and now is the perfect time with uh, Randy going in the hall and Lanny being a big part of it. Uh, we only thought it was right to pay tribute to uh, Mr. Lanny Poffo. So, uh, one of the greats. Definitely. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. We did. I can't wait to listen to uh, all the poems uh, put together. I know I've heard a lot of them separately, but uh, putting them all together should be fun. Oh, it was. And I think that's everything. That's it. So from it. the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, a tribute to Leaping Lanny. Good night, everyone. Good night. That guy could f*** his own right? <laughs> <laughs>